Ronaldo. Arranca Furch, Furch le pegó. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to La Cantina. If you haven't heard, Atlas broke the curse, became champions after 70 years. We have to recap the Chile-Mexico game in Austin. And we have some transfers already in the Liga Mekis draft. This and much, much more. But before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel. How are you taking the news? A lot happened on December 12th, 2021. We lost Vicente Fernandez. Rest in peace. It was uh, Dia de la Virgen de Guadalupe. And uh, Atlas became champions of Liga MX after 70 Years. I wonder if hell has frozen over. Yeah, the planets had to align, I mean. <laughs> two, two major Chivistas had to pass away, sacrificed at the altar. Uh, so it was, I think it's Carmen Salinas. I don't want to get her name wrong. Yes. Uh, she was in a TV personality, host, actress, whatnot. I think she did novelas. Then she did a novela Cuauhtémoc, if I'm not mistaken. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and she was a big, big Chiva fan. And she passed away a few days as well. And then, of course, Chente, two, two big uh, icons in Mexico. And, and they both Chiva fans passed away. And as you said, it was Dia de la Virgen. And uh, the curse was lifted. And i Atlas, after seven years, you know, once again, taste, taste the sweet glory of victory. Uh, I should say the sweet nectar of victory. And, and two, two interesting things that I saw in the, in the final, Jaime. Let's hear it. Uh, number one, there was an 86-year-old man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so he was 16 when Atlas won. And so he was at the stadium, and people were just congratulating him, man. That's like, uh, you know, seven years of, of putting up with that, man. We were, we're chi hermanos for waiting 10 years between campeonatos, uh, this guy. Uh, but that's a long time. That's a long-ass uh, time. But he was right there. He was a happy dude. And the second one was... A couple that got married. <laughs> I don't know if you saw them on the. Oh on the man, stand. I had to check my prescription because I wasn't <laughs> sure if I had if I was seeing things. But you know, you go to La Porra, and uh, yeah, there was a lady in her wedding dress, 
and her groom. And I really don't know the story behind that one, but man, I mean, maybe he said, "Hey, I'll marry you when she was become uh, when uh, Atlas become champion." <laughs> Oh, I think she would have been jumping with joy if that was the case. She was miserable throughout the whole night. Yeah. And so I think uh, they got married. You know, weddings usually get planned way ahead of time. And it so landed that um, they were going to get married the same day as the final. Oh. Dude must have been like, this is going to be our honeymoon. The, <laughs> the police came. And, you know, she's probably miserable because this guy was probably more excited about the final than he was about being married, you know? Yes. He's like, this guy's going to get too drunk. He's not going to consummate the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know one thing I noticed? Because, like, after after um, the penalty, you know, I guess the, the camera panned, panned over to look for them. And he, you see the guy, he's like celebrating by himself with other people. I think he went to an area like there's like a fence or something you could climb. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. But it it was, uh, I don't know, man. I, I Honestly, I don't think he should have gone, that he should have gone to the, to the stadium. It makes for a great story. It makes headlines. I, I what I can tell you is uh, there is a photo of them floating around on the internet uh, holding the trophy. So oh, they they brought them down there. Yeah, they were able to get on the pitch and take a photo with the trophy. So congratulations Man, to them. They must have let every at least to take a photo with the trophy. Then yeah, people were there till like three in the morning. <laughs> For me, uh, my takeaways from this is uh, you know congratulations to Atlas. I think we had them pinned as the winners going into uh, the semis. And, you know, they got the job done. I I love how it goes full circle. You know, in 1999, they went to penalties against the Luka, ended up getting eliminated in penalties. And, you know, you go now in 2021, 22 years later, and uh, the game goes to penalties and you end up winning in penalties. I don't know if, if anyone could have handled it if they would have lost again in penalties. You know, that would have been probably a really tough <laughs> tough one to take. Um, but it was a yeah. Furch. And uh, he did a great job. And another thing, kind of just, you know, not trying to be like a hater or just enjoying it from, I guess, like a, a neutral is Estadio Jalisco, man. How amazing that place was stuffed to the gills and, and the ambiente and, and just all the fans. And, uh, it was just a nice sight to see. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much a stadium that has hosted world cups and sacred ground because Orey Pele, you know, he played, he played at the Jalisco with the Brazil. And I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna take a wild guess and say Maradona did too, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if he played there. I know the Azteca has that. I know they both got to play at the Azteca. Mm. Oh, they both got to lift the trophy at the Azteca. Yeah. So I mean, that's the equivalent now would be of Messi and CR7 that they both won a World Cup and lifted the trophy at the same stadium. 
Yeah. That's prime. That's prime real estate there, man. That that's, is. Uh, you know, in soccer, two legends like that, massive. Um, but yeah, um, I know Brazil was like, I think in his, I don't know if it for both World Cups, but you know how, um, you know how teams usually stay, and they'll pick a city or something to to stay in, like for the so camp. You said as, yeah, and I know that that Brazil would pick. Uh, right there in Jalisco, not sure if Guadalajara, but they, you know. And so that was like, there was for a one, a while back, you know, going back to those times, seventies, eighties, where just Brazil was revered highly in in that area because of that as well, and and you had um, you could see it, you know, with the naming, you know how there's People naming their kids. Yeah. Um, Gignac. So there was actually a Chiva player named after a Brazilian player. Oh, who? Jair. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the dude. Oh. I forget his last name. Jair something. Jair Garcia? There you go. Him. He talked about his name. His dad saw the World Cup or something. He liked the, the, the Brazilian team, and he was one of the players. I didn't know that. Oh, fun fact. Cantina fun fact. <laughs> um, we like we like giving fun facts. I might not know the penalty. Uh, the in the box falta in regards to penalties, but I know these cheesemes. Um, but yeah, that's that's some of the stuff that. That happens, but yeah, Jalisco. I, and I always thought Chivas shouldn't have moved from Jalisco, just because I felt they weren't in that position to to own their stadium, which Atlas doesn't own it either. Um, it's owned by Clubes Unidos Jalisco, and it was a group uh, group of teams that owned like a stake in the stadium. So I don't know if Chivas still has a stake in it or if they just was like. You know, I we're not going to be putting money into this, um, but I I always felt that they shouldn't have moved moved like not yet like they, they, there's all that money investment that was going to be like a hundred million whatever I would have put it into the into the club you know uh, players and whatnot. I know that the the first game at that stadium was Atlas, so I think they've like claimed it as theirs. <laughs> Mm, yeah, but even they know it's not. Yeah. It's not their stadium. Like the club doesn't own it. I do think that El Estadio Jalisco is just in a much better location than Estadio Acron, because Acron is in oh, uh, yeah. it's in Zapopan and it's not easy to get to. And meanwhile, El Estadio Jalisco is like in the heart of the city of Guadalajara. And, it is. It and, is, man. And it's the ambiente there before the game is just really fun. They got like guys making tortas ahogadas and birria, and uh, it's just it's just a great location. Yeah, did you did you see the turnout for the celebration? I mean, like, oh, damn. Yeah. yeah, man, they're fans, and I'm telling you that that's. I don't the even one know thing. if the Pope brought out that many people, man. <laughs> but and you know that's the one thing about that I always gave credit for. 
to Atlas fans that they were, despite their team not being successful, they they always had very passionate fans. Cause I mean, yeah. And what he, else you got, man? You you know their way of viewing the the team is gonna be way different, just because you know it's not like they could go off of campeonatos or or winning streaks yeah. or anything else. They because they literally didn't have much to go off of, um, you know. So, but now it's like. I expect the team's popularity just to, to, to keep growing. And, you know, it, it's going to, they're going to be challenging Chivas, of course. Uh, I still don't think they're, they're that close to them. Um, in the city, they could probably surpass them. But the whole thing is with Chivas is nationwide and in the U.S. Yeah. You know, but this is the other thing where I feel that that type of turnout and that type of like ambiente and and fan support um, is why I do feel that Atlas is gonna become Grupo Relegi's main club over to, over uh, Santos Laguna. Oh, definitely, man. Santos Laguna was like so. Irarragorri worked that modelo, uh-huh. Grupo Modelo, which was running. Uh, Santos, you know, they always had the Corona. Mm-hmm. If you're wondering why they were always sponsored by Corona beer, it was because the company that, that makes the beer owned the team. And so then uh, he he took over the team once, once Modelo was no longer interested. And uh, he's he's been really good at that because he... There was like a, a, a lower division team that he had gotten promoted to like, or or he won a campeonato. But I mean, this dude just has like a golden touch, you know. He figured it out, and he, he wants to go abroad. That's his thing. He's talked about Europe. I, I'm not Jaime. You might not like this, What's and I that? think you know what I'm gonna say. I don't think he should go to Europe. <laughs> you know where I, where I know where he well it's like you know business is uh, different you know out there I feel he should MLS man the next next door neighbors Alejandro Iraragori he has big ambitious plans just like uh, Michele Año trying to win a world cup with me <laughs> Oh man, but the difference is Iraragori is getting shit done, man. I mean, that's true. Uh, the the team he turned Santos into, and Atlas now two years in. I mean, technically it could have been more because they were they had owned they had owned a piece of them, I believe. But then once they took like full control or majority stock, I think this is when they were able to like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna run the show. They even booted Marquez out of the way, you know, out of the way, um, out of the way, Kaiser. And wow, they, they did it, man. They did it. Atlas campeon. Ooh, two curses lifted. Two curses lifted, Jaime. It's crazy. It really is crazy. 
you think about it, in one calendar year, Cruz Azul and Atlas have won a championship. I mean, it's the, it's the end of times, man. <laughs> it's the end could of times. Could be. Could be. It's, uh, yeah. Nesteroid's going to hit us. No, would, would you think... Oh, man. Yeah, no, and you know what? We need to keep this Atlas, man. We're, we're too... We're two uh, chivistas here. We need to we need to keep it rojinegro. It's a it's a red and black, you know, victory. I I, f- I do feel they're gonna maintain that level of competitiveness, and they're gonna be very similar to Santos, where every three to four years they're gonna be challenging for the league title. Yeah, I was trying to find out how under Orlegi how. How many titles they've won. So they took over in 2013. Uh, Santos won in 2015 and in 2018. And they won a Copa Mekis in 2014. Copa de Campeones uh, 2015. So one, two, three, four. They've already won four titles. And then you count Atlas uh, this title. So, I mean, they've won they've won five since 20, yeah. 2013. That's pretty good. Especially considering. That's very good. Yeah. You know, especially because it's it's two teams that are like minnows. You know, they are. So, no offense. Pretty impressive. Uh, as far as Atlas, I know no one's gonna really care about how they won or how they got here, but <laughs> facts are facts, and they technically did not win all three. Not- yeah, <laughs> they didn't win because look, the quarterfinal. They tied with Monterrey. And then in the semi, they tied with Pumas. And in the final, they tied with Leon. Leon actually came back from behind because in the first leg, uh, Atas were winning 2-1. And then Angel Mena came back and scored uh, two goals uh, to give Leon the lead, uh, 3-2. And then Atlas in the at home managed to get a goal that was a little bit controversial, you know. Aldo Rocha had a nice, beautiful flick, and they were debating if he was offside or not. And uh, all throughout this series, the refereeing has been a bit biased towards Atlas. And, uh, yeah, they didn't technically officially win any any series. They they tied all three, and they went on penalties. So, I mean, talk about coasting your way to a championship. Again, no one's going to care about this. No, no. No one's going to remember that, but Pepperidge Farm remembers. <laughs> yeah man um it did do that man that's uh that's that's like the i'm not trying to stain their campeonato though jaime they just got it dude i just know that if, you know if chivas had done something like this people would be talking shit the whole time like oh yeah you guys only won this because of a this referee or you know you guys didn't even win your series and like okay <laughs> it does, yeah, and it's happened many times. Um, yeah, well, that's that's the thing about Liguilla, you know, se presta. Things like this will keep happening, and it's like the good and the bad. The good, more teams get to win, more people get to seek, you know, celebrate, and the bad is you get up some campeonatos that are like this, which... um in their defense, take a little bit away from in, the. In their defense, they did end the season 
as the second best team. So I'll give them that. <laughs> it's not like Chivas in 06 when they came in as the eighth seed and had to go to uh, Repechaje <laughs> and were basically the underdogs the entire tournament. This one, I'll give them credit. They were pretty consistent during the regular season. Second place, 29 points. America in first place with 35. So, I mean, they did have a solid campaign. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those titles, like, good for them. And uh, I didn't really think it was going to happen in my lifetime. You didn't think you would get to see Atlas, huh? It was, like, it was like the ongoing joke, and now we don't have that joke anymore. You know, and this is one thing that we used to say here, the cantina was because people would talk about La Cruz Azul Aaron, and there was so much attention being paid to Cruz Azul. And I was like, Cruz Azul actually, they've won a, a cup here and there, like, like uh, you know, Liga MX, no, not Liga MX, Copa MX, Copa MX and uh, Conca Champions, whatnot. Yeah, and then they lost like three finals or whatever, but but they're in the fight. I'm like, Atlas doesn't even Atlas <laughs> is nowhere near, man. Yeah, and they and they and no one seemed to care, but I guess because uh, just because Cruz Azul, you know, the it's it's the bigger club, so they were getting all that. But I was like, you know, the team that's really been dropping the ball is is uh, Atlas, man. But here's a question, and I said we were going to keep it. We were No, you know what? I'm going to reframe it, Jaime. Let's hear it. I'm going to say it. Atlas is going to win a second title before Chivas even gets Oh, that is a bold, son. (laughs) That is a bold (laughs) statement. Wow. Yeah, man. Chivas can't even keep it together. So... All right, you know what I'm I'll say. I, I I will say, you know, that was some pretty petty shit that Chivas did on Twitter. You know, instead of congratulating them or even saying anything, they go on Twitter and they they do a, like an outline of the amount of titles that Chivas have won, which is twelve, and then you know they <laughs> they, they 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 put two two cups. They like highlighted two, and it's like, well, you still got a long way to go. You know, it's like. <laughs> Was that really necessary? It's kind of like you're being salty. Like you're trying to be like, like I just seems like it was a petty move by Chivas. It it is to an extent. I, I kind of get it, but you're right. They should have they should have just congratulated. And you know, my hope is that you know there's more. Um, eventually, we'll see because I think they're gonna lift the. Promo relegation thing, right? I think uh, they're eventually gonna lift it. I think twenty twenty three. I could yeah, be wrong. They're gonna, because I would like to see the other Guadalajara teams back in the fold. And a few years back, we actually had four teams in Guadalajara. You had Chivas, Atlas, Tecos, Leones Negros, and Leones Negros, which Going back to the whole Brazil, Brazil love affair with the city of Guadalajara, uh, their nickname Leones Negros was because they had 
couple Brazilian players are black. So, Leones Negros. There you go. It became their nickname. But so we had four, four teams, and and I feel that um, dude, that's that's nice. And when you see the big, you know, we look at the big football in the big leagues, uh, the more traditional, like in England, the majority, yeah, England, Italy, Spain, all of those. They have a lot of teams concentrated. London. In yeah, like in the city or two, will have the majority of their teams. You know, Argentina's basically all Buenos Aires. You know, that's where you'll have Boca, River, and all, all these other teams. Um, yeah, and you have all the teams from London and, and Manchester, you know, their crosstown rivalries and all that. So in Mexico, it's it's uh, Mexico City, where you do have um, Pumas. America, Pumas, Cruz Azul. Toluca. And there was Necaxa, which was right in the city, but they oh, moved yeah. away. Atlante. And, and Atlante, they had those teams, and they moved them away because um, well, the league was trying to expand. And I think, to me, they went about it the wrong way. <laughs> I think they should have left those teams there and then and just added more teams. But it is what it is. But I do, I do feel that that would be one way of of improving soccer in Mexico. Um. Having those two hot spots, you know, focusing on them as as the two hot spots, and having as many teams that are competing and with rivalries, um, you know, we we've seen this like um, called the Pareto, I think the the Pareto principle, the eighty twenty rule. Uh huh. Kind of something of twenty. So like, if you have a, a you know, you know what? I, I'm not explaining it right. Let me ask Google. <laughs> Let me ask Google right now, uh, because it's it's worth it's worth uh it's a good. Hold on, I had to unlock my phone, Jaime. <laughs> here it is, eighty twenty rule. Um, here eighty eighty twenty rule, also known as the Pareto Pareto principle. It's an aphorism which asserts that 80% of outcomes result from 20% of all causes mm. for any given event. Uh, in business, a goal of the 80-20 rule is to identify inputs that are potentially the most productive and make them priority. So um, there, there's more examples, but the dude that discovered it, I think it's Pareto, per Pareto principle, uh, did it through the grapes, you know, because uh, he was studying the you know, the grapevines, and he, he he realized that the majority of the grapes were coming from a small section. And so that's, that's you know, if we see it like in soccer, like where you're seeing, okay, where are the best teams or where are the best players coming from? And I'm pretty sure you could you could knock it down to those two areas. Um, so, yeah, I think I would like to see that at least. And that's all the rivalries, because having these rivalries, you know, um, I think it's one thing that's missing from League IMAX. Just I agree. overall more rivalries. And it's like, well, what does the media do? They, they give them stupid names. Classico Joven, Classico this, class. Nah, dude, get the fuck away, you know. Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. It's a Classico, and that's that. No, no need to that. I mean, you don't call Chihuahua Atlas Classico Viejo. It's the oldest Classico there is. 
mm-hmm. you know, in Mexican football. Um, Chivas versus Atlas is the longest running one. But yeah, I, I would, I would, if we saw that, uh, you know, these teams stayed and, and stayed longer periods of time, we would see, you know, because these rivalries just normally develop. No, yeah, I agree. I feel like uh, the city of Guadalajara has tremendous potential, especially like the pool of talent that, you know, have come out of there. And right now it's just Atlas Chivas in the first division. But, you know, at one point it was, you know, Tecos were in there. And, uh, you know, both Bautista, Loco, Abreu, uh, I think even Corona played uh, Tecos, if I'm not mistaken. Pony Riz. I mean, there's been some legendary players that have played for, for Tecos. Oh, that's the one thing there that Tecos had was that they had really great scouting. So they would always bring in one or two top players like Donizetti. And they had a, a Chileno. What was his name? He ended up. At America, um, was it Navas? I think it was Navas, but I mean, yeah, they always, they always had a good, good scouting department. They would bring in, I guess, as you mentioned, Loco Obreo and whatnot. They would always bring in these really top, top players from South America. Hugo Droguet. Leaño's family, dude. I you about Hugo Droguet? No. No, Navas, Navas, Reinaldo Navas or something. Oh, Reinaldo Navas. Oh, yeah. Reinaldo Navia. There you go, Navia. And that was long ago, man. Chamagol. Oh, that was him. He was in Chamagol, was it? No, Chamagol is another player. I'm just looking at I'm looking at notable players. Oh, yeah. I was like, I forgot about that dude, man. I know, right? Chamagol was he like... bringing up some old shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, his best time was probably at the Atlante for Chamagol. I always wonder what happened to him. Uh, Alfredo Tena played for Tecos. Huh. And then you had... Uh, yeah, Chuy Corona... Pavel Pardo, what? Ah, that's crazy. Oh yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, he's mostly known for America, but he, he came out he came from that team. Eduardo Lillingston, that's the name I was looking for. Seleccionado for like a little bit. <clears throat> well, there's one player that will not be continuing at Atlas, and that's Jesus Angulo. Uh he has officially joined Tigres as of today. And boy, oh boy, let me tell you this. This has caused a lot of issues on the online community, even with Hercules Gomez saying that he doesn't agree with this transfer because there's another player that doesn't have the chance of of going to Europe now. (laughs) They paid $8.5 million for him. He's not worth worth $8.5 million. What were we saying about... About uh, Yoho, man. He likes he likes them type of players. Uh, I I agree with you, Jaime. But at the same time, there's almost no players in Liga MX. Is he Mexican? Yeah. Well, there you go, man. 
You know? That's a player that should be going to, like, Chivas, man, because we don't have... No, we don't have any players. <laughs> Start the cooperacha, dude. Chivas, you know, honestly, if I was... Uh, if I was... What's his face? Um, a Maori? I would be doing Kickstarter, man. I would be doing... <laughs> like a... We like a... We need to reach this goal, man, and then you can unlock other stuff. Oh man! If we get to this point, like a uh, group buy, we'll do this shirt too. <laughs> we'll do the tenth commemorative shirt. I don't know if you saw that someone did like a Chivas shirt inspired by the charro chaleco. Oh yeah, it was very nice. It was black. So it looks like LAFC, but yeah, you know whatever. Black and gold. I would do that though. That's pretty smart. You know, it's not like whole cakes, man. And Chios need to get on it. Who needs to be on the phone with uh who, who do they have right now? Adidas, Reebok? Who, Chivas? Chivas are uh-huh. sponsored by uh Puma, unfortunately. There you go. Get on the phone with Puma. Be like we need we need to capitalize on this chente stuff, man. <laughs> get on it. We'll sell millions. And they would. They would, man. They would. They just would. It's like Chente or whatever. I remember when uh, El Chavo del Ocho passed away, America made a, a kit to come on, come on, commemorate him. Oh, man. I don't remember. He was like, I know he did a movie with them. It was like orange and blue. I think, I think I vaguely, you know what? Didn't FIFA, the video game also, like you could, you could. You could use that kit. I'm not sure. I think you could download it for the for the FIFA game. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I just remember that it was like orange, you know, and it was like pretty ugly. <laughs> I don't know if it was because of the movie, because he did a movie called the Chamfle. Chamfle, yeah. I think he's like the water boy, and he ends up playing for America. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he knows how to kick the ball with the Champlain effect. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Atlas celebrating their title and already getting rid of a player. Uh, there's some more. Yeah, I mean, Grupo, Grupo Legi, man, that's how they work. They, that's a lot of team, money. So I don't blame them. Up... <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole thing, too, man. They know when to sell. They'll sell, and then they're quick to... To build up again, uh, they don't always, they don't like, they won't rebuy a whole squad, but they will, they will bring the players they feel are, are necessary, like that are, they will cover, you know, and they'll have whatever young talent. And that's why it takes three, four years, you know, for that, for that team to get going again. Um, but yeah, eight million. Um, and then Tigres, that's that's and that's you know it's interesting you mentioned Tigres because we were just talking about this like maybe two weeks ago. The difference, you know, the the two, I'm gonna say the four teams now that have been challenging. Uh, so Grupo Pachuca, and I said four, it's more than that, huh? Six teams. The so Grupo Pachuca was Pachuca León, Grupo Orlegui was Santos, and oh, Atlas, and they they work a similar way where they have their youth squads and they'll have a group that 
a youth that they'll try to promote to the first team. Uh, and then they combine that with, you know, some players they'll bring from South America, some, some type of good talent. Uh, and then that's that's kind of how they work. And if they have, you know, whatever gem they have, they'll sell them, especially after they win, they'll, they'll be quick to sell them at a premium. And uh, that's that's how they've been operating. And successfully, we should say, then you have the Monterrey Giants now. I know people don't call them that, but they're, they're the ones opening the checkbook and, and doing yeah. these type of purchases, not only of local talent, but, but they they seem to be bringing in now players from Europe. Like, you know, uh, Monterrey has Jensen and, and Tigres has Quignac and Taurin. And that's, you know, it's, it's you gotta say it's impressive if you see the league, just the type of money they're spending, not just on transfers, but the money that they spend on a, on a yearly on, on um, wages, you know? So, yeah. you know, Guignac was making about six million. Um, and that's that's what allows teams like, uh, you know, like like Torlegis and the Grupo Pachucas, where part of the reason they sell quick and all of that is because you know that they they get to control the um, the wage, you know, they you know they, that way they don't they don't go broke trying to maintain a team. I guess they they figured out we're not going to be able to hold on to this team that long just because. The more successful you are, the more successful a player becomes. Obviously, the more you're gonna have to pay them, um, and that's where Chivas has had like a very difficult time because if they bring in a top player, he's a seleccionado, so of course he's gonna be commanding big wages. Uh, and if they're trying to get other players now, they cost double, triple. So that's that's been one of the hurdles for for the goats. But I but I do think. Uh, Man, Tigres, oof, already, already, you know, putting a, they did not win, but they have a cup winner already in their, in their ranks. Yeah, and there's another rumor that Piojo is re, uh, requesting Sebastián Córdoba, because uh, yeah. I guess he's fallen out of favor with Solari, obviously the rumor to Chivas kind of died like a wet fart. Uh, Antuna and, and Cordoba don't want to talk about it. And it's kind of awkward seeing them in Austin together. But, uh, yeah, the rumor is that Piojo is, uh, he wants Cordoba. So he might be going to Tigres as well. Yeah, too. And that, see, that's what I like about Piojo, man. He and And one thing that I wasn't sure if the Tigres, you know, at front office was gonna, you know, go with because I know that that's you know the part of their agenda is to, you know, go big. Uh, but I think uh, I do think that the they'll be smart enough to be like, okay, well, we're one or two roster spots are gonna be for a Gignac type of player, and then the rest you can you can tinker with. I think uh, I think you know they're, they're, I think they're being smart about it and letting Piojo do his thing because he gets these type of players that will buy into him, the coach and his system and all that. The players that end up a lot of times outperforming, you know, 
And then you see them in other teams and you wonder why they suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, so sometimes you you could get a coach, a good coach will get players to overperform. That's true. This one thing with uh, Mati, you know, is one thing that uh, a lot of Chivo hermanos liked about Almeida because they saw that he was able to do that with, with players that would look bad under different systems or in other teams or with other coaches. I mean, and but you know, and I have to, we have to say it, Jaime. You could do that with some players, but then um, there are players that, like you could get some players to overperform and then you're going to get others that won't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think of like, La Trophies, how he's kind of resurrected his career at San Jose, and the San Jose has ex- decided to extend his contract for another six months. Um, so he's going to stay put at, at San Jose, and he said he's very happy there. So, well, that's good to know because I hadn't heard from him. Yeah, but not everybody got, had the same luck. Carlos Fierro has been cut from the team, uh, so he's not going to be staying in San Jose. I know Alanis. I think he was also on loan. Yeah, he was like go. And Van, Alanis was like go. Van Ranking, who was in, uh, I think, Portland, if I'm not mistaken. He's also uh, Chivas. And I don't know if. Hey, he, was he back at Chivas or what? Uh, oh, um, I don't know how long his loan is, but I think. I think he's. He's also returning because uh, apparently yeah. they, apparently they don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like they figured out he was just a one-trick pony. And Portland was very close to winning the the championship. They lost to Man, or Man City, New York City in penalties. Did he actually play though? He had uh, – yeah, he was basically like a starter for them the entire season. All right. Because they figured, all right, he's good, but not that good. Yeah. A lot of times, again, wages, I mean, you know, they're like, all right, could, we could get a player, same quality, cheaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says that his loan expires in uh, this month. So we'll see what happens. They're but, like, all right, clean out your closet, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of players right now that are on loan uh, from Chivas, including uh, Alexis Peña, one of the players that was uh, separated from the team from because of the disciplinary issues. So probably not coming back then. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, f- a few players that got separated from the team, and, you know, Pelaz was very clear that they weren't going to return. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of deals we can make. Because right now, Chivas have had no action in the offseason. Belaz had a, a press conference and really didn't say much. And uh, it's very disappointing. <laughs> I do want to. I thought he was like, I quit. I, I, you know, I, I thought it's him for me. <clears throat> Later, suckers. Uh, but no. All he said really was that 
There is no player on the team that is uh, safe. Everybody is transferable, and yeah, I mean that didn't. That's not very comforting to hear. <laughs> Last week I was in Austin to cover Mexico versus Chile. Uh, the game was amazing. I really did enjoy my time there in Austin at the Q2 Stadium. And I was actually kind of surprised that they scheduled a friendly there because, you know, the capacity is uh, just under 20,000. So, you know, it's an MLS stadium, soccer-appropriate stadium, but you'd figure for some of the deals or contracts that Mexico has with friendlies, I would have assumed that they had, like, a minimum capacity. But I guess not, you know, it was not an official, like, FIFA-friendly, like, window, so... They kind of squeezed in one last partido molero. And uh, for the most part, you know, we got to see some pretty good performances from Santiago Jimenez. Check out Jimenez's son. And uh, they gave the people what they wanted with Marcelo Flores, who unfortunately only had about 10 minutes of playing time. But the fans, man, they were chanting his name and and asking for his name. And I, I I was actually surprised that, so many fans knew who he was. Yeah, he blew up in popularity fairly quick. Uh, I think a big reason has to do with the U.S., you know, uh, the recent the recent dominance, if you will, over Max and then just seeing how they have all these young players hey. in Europe. And then so it's like, okay, well, what do we have? And then they see the juvenil at Arsenal, and then um, there was a, the tournament in Max, you know, the Esperanzas or whatever tournament is called, and he scores two goals. And just like that, you know, the front page. Um, but I want to say something real quick, Jaime. Yes. And you're wondering why. Why the, what's the name of the stadium, Q? Uh-huh. Come on, Jaime. You should know, man. You should know by now why. There's a certain team that plays there. Wait, you're asking me why it's named Q2? No, no, no. I'm asking you if you know the team that plays at that stadium. Oh, Austin FC? There you go. To promote the club. Oh, I see. That's why. That's why it's like... Like, Max doesn't really take a pay cut. They get paid regardless. If it's um 20K or 90K, they have, like, a set fee. So uh, they're getting their money. This is for the stadium, um, you know, to promote the club um, to the Max fans. And, uh, you know, because obviously they're going to be fans from that area. And there was a team that I think they were they were trying to get Chicharo. When they, they were. When they, you know, that was one of the... So I think that eventually they will land some Mexican seleccionado, but just being a Texas, Texas-based club, I, I do feel that they will um, eventually. But that's, that's always been one of the things for... Um, one of the... One of the reasons where where Max ended up playing 
so many stadiums across the U.S. And it was one of the, you know, they were just trying to see how many, you know, how many soccer fans there were and whatnot, how many people would come and 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 if they could go after the, you know, it's a big market, Mexican-American, get them to come to the games, you know. I later see with Vela and the Galaxy as always, Throughout the years, brought big names from Campos, Luis Hernandez, Hermosillo. They've had, they've had the whole Camus, you know. They, they've been bringing everyone, and I, I think soon Austin will try to lure some in. Eventually, though, they'll, they'll get someone eventually. You'll see Chucky or someone. I don't know. <laughs> Chucky at like 35. Yeah, one thing I'll say about Austin is. They don't have any professional teams there. This is the first team. They don't have like a professional hockey team, NBA team, baseball. Oh, no professional sport teams. Yeah, so for them to have a soccer team, I mean, I feel like the entire city will rally behind them. I never thought of that, Jaime. I mean, yeah. I don't follow the other sports, but I always thought Austin was no big enough city that they would at least have not, not even WNBA, nothing. And, you know. This city has been taken, uh, well, there's been a lot of attention uh, due to, you know, companies moving there to avoid taxes. Um, you know, you have Tesla moving over there, Apple's over there. You even have, like, celebrities like Joe, you even have, like, celebrities like Joe Rogan who, who moved over there. So, I mean, Austin's becoming a, a sort of, like, it's being infiltrated by a lot of transplants, a lot of people from California and... You know, I talked to a lot of people there, I'll find Uber drivers and and they're saying that, yeah, you know, the cost of living is going up, the houses are are going up in price because, you know, Californians are coming up here and paying cash, like just buying them outright. So um that's what's going on with Austin and you know, for them to have an MLS team, it's like it's kind of a big deal for them. Uh, I'm not sure how well their attendance was this season, but I I would not be surprised if they sold out every single game and you know, I, I do agree that I think that they need like a, a DP, a designated player and uh, an, an opportunity, you know, to sign like a a Mexican player would be huge. They weren't able to lear Javier Hernandez, but I'm sure there's somebody out there. Like what's Giovanni Dos Santos doing right now? <laughs> he doesn't have a oh, team. Oh, okay. you're going to curse him. You're going <laughs> to. Might as well a twofer. He's there. His brother too. He's, he's contemplating. Uh, he's contemplating uh, retiring, man. Well, three for one. Like if they get for the price of Gio, Justin Jonah, <laughs> and Marco Fabian. <laughs> hey, and, and uh, what's, what's looking, but you get one out of the three. You might manage. Like, you know what they should do? Like Austin, uh, um, alcohol anonymous, and. and <laughs> They should do Fabian. They should do Gio. They should do uh, oh, oh, what's Guli Peña up to nowadays? I don't know, man. But yeah, bring him. <laughs> bring in Ronaldinho back from retirement. You know, just turn it into like a. Hey, <laughs> borrachos, Austin Anonymous. Oh man, but you know, I, I will say the game was great. Uh, the fans was great. Um, uh, I was talking to one of the photographers there who covered Austin FC the entire season and said, I have never seen it like this, like this before. Like, el ambiente, you know, the fans, like, 
uh, no, almost nobody s- sat down during the game, man. There was the wave going, and uh, Acevedo had a great game. Uh, even more proof that he should be getting called up for the national team. And uh, I was on the Zoom call after when they interviewed Tata. He, he kept it very short. He looked very stressed out. Um, yeah, he hasn't been able to win. He's had, yeah, what, four or five four games? Four games. Four games without winning. And, it, you know, they were. he was like, hey, you know, when it comes to the conversation of Marcelo Flores, like, you know, I ask you guys to be patient with him. You know, this is like we don't want to rush him into the into the team. You know, he had a long flight, and I was just like, man, come on, man. You got to give the people what they want. But it is what it is. Two goals, uh, Jordan Silva and Santiago Jimenez. And it looked like it was going to be a victory for, for Mexico, but then, you know, a defensive error, and, and Chile ended up tying the game. And it was just one of those things that was like a salty, you know, it was, it was kind of like a bittersweet thing. You know, it's like it's nice to see all these young players, and it was really unfortunate to not secure a victory to end the year. Yeah, and it looked, yeah, like you said, it was it was very close for Max. It looked like they had it in the bag. Um, so, unfortunate way for Max to close the to close the year because that you know they they've been without a win for a while. I do think uh, it would have been nice for them to to close out like that. Um, you know when when their next game is? Yes. Uh Mexico will play Jamaica in January. Like what like January what? Twenty seventh. Okay. That's not that long. At home, right? That's no. Like... They're in they're gonna be in Kingston. But then after that they have like what, four home games, I think, uh, in a row. After that, Mexico will finally get off the road and they'll be playing against Costa Rica three days after and then Panama. So three games and then they have USA in March. Oh yeah. You know what, Jaime? This Fuera Tata might become a thing, man. I mean, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's six games left, man. So they're currently yeah, I know, they're, they're know. currently in third. Uh, fourteen points. USA has fifteen. Canada has sixteen, and Panama also has fourteen. So well, and they shouldn't be panicked because I believe uh, the fourth place team plays plays New Zealand, right? I don't know. I'm not sure how. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's because I know some. Uh, does Gormewald play like a? Who do they play? I'm not sure, but they already released. Mm. <clears throat> they already said uh, who the teams are. Oh, okay. So, uh, let me. You know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, we can't say that, Jaime. It's our job to know. <laughs> I'm checking right now. Oh, yeah, you're faster than me. But uh, I believe it's New Zealand. Uh, All you need to know. Yeah, I'm not sure who the... 
but we are getting closer and closer, man. You're still looking. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, let me see. They announced it like I think a month ago, and uh... well, they did it for like the European, the UEFA, because UEFA has a lot of teams, and you know it's going to come down to like Italy versus Portugal. Only one team will get a spot, but I don't know about like the rest of the confed, uh, con- rest of the confederations. <clears throat> oh, inter confederation playoff. Here we go. Come on, pop ups. Um, Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says that there'll be a team from CONCACAF, COMEBOL. Yeah, it says says the top three qualified directly with the fourth place team going to international playoff against a nation from Oceania. Oh, Oceania. Oceania is basically, it used to be Australia. Mm -hmm. No, but Australia used to be like the one always uh, that you would qualify, you would play against because they were the big, the big team. But then they left to Asia, and so now it's basically New Zealand. Mm. That always, because the rest are like really small islands. You know, it's like amateur players. Like, they're probably players that they just throw together a week before, man. Um, but yeah, so it'll be New Zealand again. It's, it's uh, they release Stavila. Wasn't he playing over there? <laughs> you could play with them. Stavila was playing in. Uh... Australia, or New was he playing? New it? Zealand, I think. Yeah, they just kept that dude, man. They, they <laughs> he had like another one too, and some other thing. But so I mean, should be guaranteed, man. Pretty much. That it could, it we'll could be Australia. Four, four. No, Australia's in Asia. They're not Oceania. Oh, okay. Because they they left to Asia. They in twenty they're part of the in twenty eighteen. Australia beat Honduras and Peru beat New Zealand. Yeah, but that's because uh, the playoff must have. They switch who the playoff is against. Oh. Because, like, CONCACAF has had to. Like, like has gone up against Conmebol. Yeah, I remember that. So it's like a draw, and it says, okay, uh, this is who you have to play. And so. Um, I think Concacaf got the best pick, you know, to land with. I think they should be able to handle. I mean, regardless of if it's if it's an Asian, you know, or if it's or if it's a New Zealand, like if it's Australia or New Zealand, I think they should be able to handle it. But obviously, good, but doesn't mean it always happens, man. Yeah, I I, I think Argentina Argentina struggled against Australia going into the '94 World Cup. They had to play against uh, Australia, and they yeah. they had a tough time. 
Here's the thing. Mexico's going to play three qualifying matches in the span of a week. You know, January 27th, January 30th, and then February 2nd. So, like, do you really think that Mexico would fire, like, say they lose against Jamaica? Like, do you really think Tata would be fired at the end of the match? Probably yes. not. <laughs> yes. With two uh, with two more qualifiers to go in like in the span of a week, I don't think they would, man. I think they would. Oh, oh like like in that same week. Yeah, because it's yeah, because like, they they're doing three to... they're doing three at a time. So it's like within a week you have three matches, and it's, there's no way you're gonna fire the coach. No, but they but they would fire him after. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like that 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 week, you know, those three matches, if the results are unfavorable, I think that yeah, I think that's definitely the best opportunity to like get rid of him. Cause then you got USA in the next, the next window and you don't want to, you know, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's, it should be interesting, man. Uh, World Cup getting closer by the day. Jaime. A year from and now we'll be gotten so expensive. If you're trying to go see a World Cup, it's crazy the way they, they've handled the ticketing and all that. Now they want to sell you the whole package. Oh. And through FIFA, you know, even through FIFA, they call it hospitality or something like uh-huh. that. But man, you're you're looking at thousands of dollars, dude. Yeah. I think it's just, and people pay it. It surprises me even more. People pay it, and so. Well, it's a once in a lifetime I'm scared. opportunity. I'm scared to see what it's gonna be like once it comes here to the U.S. Oh, it's gonna be expensive. There were, I was hearing stuff of like 800 per ticket. Sheesh. But it's not just the ticket, you know, it's the whole hospitality stuff and, that and, includes. And here's the thing, it. it's a it's a lottery, so like you don't have a choice of what match. No, I mean, the, the hospitality is like you get the, the game you want. Uh-huh. Oh, and then, okay. But then okay. you gotta like, they put you like in a hotel and all that stuff, oh, I see. so. You're buying like the whole thing, and you have to buy it in um, crypto using crypto.com. <laughs> <laughs> you have to send a vial of your blood, but then if you just want the ticket, you're like, nah, you know what? I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna find the, what is it called, an Airbnb or whatever. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, it's. And then it's like, okay, well, if you, if you, if you want a ticket, then we're not gonna. We're not gonna sell you the ticket you want. You gotta enter the draw. Yeah. And so, man, that's just yeah, that's had... a bunch of BS, man. I don't know why fans allow that. That's just blatant ripoff, man. That's that is. I think uh, it's I like don't... I think it's I think the reason why they do it is like nobody's gonna want to see like Trinidad and Tobago versus like China, right? So well, yeah, it's, it's like fucking luck, though, Jaime. Like why why wants <laughs> to do? So it's like the only way. The only way they're going to sell all these tickets is if it's blind. You know, it's like a random draw, and then, you know, you figure even it out. Then, after. You know, even then, those people aren't going to want to, you know, they're not going to care. I, I, I still think it's it's just, it's a big ripoff, man. I, I think, I don't know, but fans are just that crazy about it, so it doesn't matter. As long as there's people willing to pay, they're going to keep charging those type of prices, but it is a massive massive ripoff to to do it like that mm-hmm. um i think they could have something in place so that you know revendedores don't get mm-hmm. don't buy out like 
So maybe do it where you have to. Um, I I just know they could they could do they could have a system in place to guarantee you that fans will go and get to see because for a lot of people it's a, it's like a once in a lifetime type of thing. You it know? is a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Um. And so, well, it depends. I mean, sometimes you're lucky, and like if you lived in the U.S., let's say you lived in Mex, and you got to see the World Cup in the '70, and then it came back in '86, then they went to the U.S. in '94. Man, you had three World Cups in a really close area. That's true. Uh, you know, so some some people are lucky. Uh, like in Europe, you know, they had Germany, and I mean France. 98. Germany, then they had, uh, Yeah, that's not that far from each other. And it's Russia. those countries are so close to each other. It's not mm-hmm. that you don't have to do that whole traveling where, like, if you went to South Africa, the tickets were like $1,000 or so, like just a plane ticket. But, but you know, that's what I'm saying, though. There are people from certain countries, or, you know, like if they're from some humble place. You're not going to get that much opportunities to to see a World Cup or to see your team at the World Cup and and to just have to pretty much gamble. Yeah, just pay off. You know, like like basically what it will cost to own a car, uh, give the down payment for a house. <laughs> you know, it's just ah man, it's it's yeah, it, it's it's a big. A massive, massive rip off what they're doing, man. And there was, you know, a lot of this had to change because antes um, they would give tickets to the to the to like certain federations would would like get so you get tickets, you get like an X amount of tickets, um, and then they would they would turn out and sell those tickets. So, for example, uh, Jack Warner, he will get tickets for Trinidad and Tobago. You know, they they went to the World Cup, and so he had he had his son, like his son, uh, someone from his family owned the travel agency, so they had access to all the tickets, Dang. and they they were they were making money like that because they were selling you travel package, you know, and that's the only place you were gonna get a ticket because they they had, you know. Well, be at least be guaranteed one. So yeah, it's tickets to the World Cup has always been very like, you know, uh, I hope I hope you're understanding me. No, yeah, uh, I get it. Massive scam, massive scams with tickets with a lot of travel agencies uh, selling packages and then not, I rem- and then not coming through. I remember um, hearing when I was in Germany. There was a couple people that got flown out there, and then they just abandoned them there because they didn't have the tickets. Oh. <laughs> and then in game day, they just booked. They just disappeared, man. Damn. And <laughs> just, just, here's your flight home, dude. Figure it out. And if you were lucky, dude, you could you could buy one. Like I saw some people that got lucky. Just don't be out. Don't go early, dude. Don't just be outside of the stadium. Just Asking everyone and their mothers if they were selling tickets. And a lot of times you will find people because maybe something happened, you have to go home, or maybe um, 
you know, many, many reasons. And so I did see a couple of people that were like, you know, celebrating because they managed to buy tickets. One dude, one dude that got sold to him at like very cheap. Damn. He was like, just, yeah. He was like, he gave his jersey to that dude. He was like, take it, dude, take it. <laughs> Keep my jersey, dude. I remember oh. one of the first like videos that went quote unquote viral. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, it was probably fake, but like it was during the Germany world cup. And then the guy had a ticket to the final, the final match and he was holding it out the window of a driving car. And then it just flew out. <laughs> but I just realized like, man, that shit was fake. Like that wasn't even real. Like it was just like one of those videos that just went viral back when the internet was still kind of like a new thing. No. And if you had the ticket, I think they had like your name. Yeah. So I think you could you could um you could go and then get get it like get it replaced and then they would just cancel that one because they get scanned. Mm-hmm. So that's the other good thing about something like that. That you can do that. I, I'm not sure though how that works though, but I, I gotta look at my tickets. I can't remember. I had to use tickets even though I went as press. Still had. Still had to um, have a ticket for the match. Were they like checking your photo, make sure it was you? <laughs> I don't remember, dude. To be honest, man, it was in '06. Like in the, the whole lifetime. That's a lifetime ago. Like I'm... in the Euros, uh, like the Euros that just passed. They're all like checking Ronaldo, make sure it was Ronaldo. Like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like it's because well, you know because they're wearing they're wearing the mask. I get it, but you know, still, bro, you get impersonators sometimes. Yeah, it's happened. You know? I I get it. You know, um, Shit. so uh, c- kind of to close things out for tonight. So we had Cruz Azul and Atlas win a title this year. You know what? What does that mean for twenty twenty two? Like what? What do you think? Like, does this mean like some crazy things gonna happen next year? I think that it's gonna give Mexico like the furthest run they've ever had in the World Cup. That's my that's my goal. That's my like oh, prediction. Oh wow, snap! Could happen. It could happen, man. Like pigs are flying, man. The fat lady has saying like now we have now's the time to imagine. I see what you're trying to say, Jaime. You're saying that. <laughs> The Cruz Azuleada was broken. The 70-year Chaplas curse was broken. And so the third the third one will be the Quinto Partido. The curse of the Quinto Partido is next. That, that's what you're telling me, Jaime? I think so. And I think, like, we have to go farther than we've ever been. So even past quarterfinals. I think semis. I yeah, think, yeah, but still, that's that's sort of been the selection's curse. Uh, yeah. And get to the quinto partido. So, I mean, if, if we're seeing all these, you know, dry spells getting, you know, being shattered, then I don't know. You're making me believe. I mean, I don't know if I want to believe. <laughs> I like to go in with don't do that. little to no Don't give me hope. <laughs> I like to go with little to no expectations. That way, if, if there's a fracaso, hey, well, I wasn't really... You know, I wasn't really expecting much. I put it out on Twitter and I put it out on the subreddit in Liga Mekis and people are being very pessimistic saying, oh, no, this just means that Mexico won't even make the World Cup. 
No, because like all these bad things have happened, you know. When when Cruz Azul won, like people have been dying and COVID. And it's just like you know, it's like it's only gonna get oh, worse. <laughs> but I'm I'm optimistic, man. I feel like there these things that have happened for a reason. It's like it's time to get another monkey off our back. Another 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 thing needs to be broken, man. I I hope that this this is the sign of of something good for 2022. Let us see, Jaime. Let us see. Or let us hope. Let us hope that it is. <clears throat> Do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Oh, just congratulations to Atlas, man. Uh, 70 years, and I think their fans both deserve, and I think that uh, we're going to see a renaissance of sorts with the Rojinegros. I do think, at least in the in the aspect of that, they're going to they're gonna become competitive once again and be be there um just how group Orlegi has shown um and so they're gonna be right there and it it should be good a good boost to the to chivas you know that their rivals are are gonna be stronger team and and so that that should make the classical that much more heated so that's something good to look forward to. For sure. My closing thought is uh, somebody check in on Juan Carlos Osorio. Apparently he was assaulted after losing uh, America de Cali. So looks like. Oh, damn. Like they, they beat him or, or they. Yeah, they probably, you know, it's probably like said it was he was uh, physically and verbally abused. Damn. Yeah, say which one hurt more. <laughs> it could have just been a slap. Then been like, hey, man, tired of your cambio bullshit. For sure. Uh, big shout out to Kevin Rivera, who was uh, on the YouTube chat, just making sure our sound check was good. And uh, thank you to all the listeners out there on Spotify and on whatever your favorite podcast app it is that you use to stream us we have quite a large fan base here in the states but we also have people in mexico canada uk germany france brazil czech republic peru colombia hungary spain russia argentina chile australia egypt just to name a few countries where our listeners are pretty crazy wow (laughs) (laughs) yeah we get the data Every week, and it's pretty impressive. Um, Whenever they see cantina, they think it's it's about beer. Sometimes <laughs> we are drinking, though. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... For sure. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening in and tuning in to Cantina MX. We'll be back next week with more drama and cheese meh. Uh, congratulations to Atlas for their victory. And I hope everyone has a great night. We'll catch you next week.